present College Hockey Southwest Live for November 15th, 2020. No guest tonight, but we do have actual hockey to talk about. Behind the Masks College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Verizon Wireless. Experience Verizon 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business. Verizon Wireless 5G, built right. By Bell Ford, see our award-winning dealership at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix, or go to bellford.com. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com and gear up for the new season on ice or in line. By Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers, all of our locations in Arizona and California are open in accordance to CDC guidelines. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Vegas by Caesars Entertainment Resorts. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. And by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe, ASU alumni owned and operated. fans, wherever you may be listening to us, uh, anywhere that you get the Podbean app or anywhere that you get your regular apps, you can download our show. This is College Hockey Southwest Live episode number three. We finally have some uh, hockey to talk about. Our show presented now by our new presenting partner, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops in Arizona, three locations, also online at Behind the Mask dot com so get all and get uh, all of your hockey gear for inline or uh, ice hockey as uh, things are heating up hockey is underway scott strandy here in scottsdale arizona tonight paul hornstein joining me from that beautiful palatial estate out on long island new york paul how are you uh, uh i'll be doing fine as long as uh, uh <laughs> yeah, I, I i don't know i wish i was a better tech person <laughs> you having some uh, tech issues i don't Sound know good okay as long as i say all right that's fine i, I just yeah uh, just stay right there that volume is perfect where you're at right now so uh keeps, you're sounding good it keeps popping it out i don't know if that's what the heck the story is with that I, or at least it's i don't know if that's on both ends or not but it, you know, I don't, for now it's i haven't sound. yeah i haven't heard it too bad but anytime we're dealing with technology uh, a little secret today we did our uh Monday show today uh, with our guests from Finland. So we had a little popping on that too, but but it works out okay. Everything's going smooth, so we'll All keep right. rolling. As as I said in the open, Paul, we had uh, some live hockey to talk about for the first time uh, yep. since the pandemic began back in March. Uh, if you're an college ASU hockey. fan, pro- yeah, yeah, absolutely, college hockey. And uh, if you're an ASU fan, you're probably not too excited tonight after uh, – a two-game sweep where you saw yeah. your team get outscored eleven to one. But 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 let's before we get into ASU, let me just say that that team at Michigan is really good, and we knew they were going to be really good. We just didn't know how soon it was going to happen. Uh, I think they're better than the twelfth-ranked team, and and then of course I think ASU didn't play uh, the way they want to play. So 
Well, uh, we'll get into that in detail in just a minute. Yeah, I mean, because there's a lot to digest about these uh, two games between ASU and Michigan. And we also had uh, two games between uh, Wisconsin and Notre Dame to talk about um, in terms of uh, Wisconsin winning those two games this weekend. Um, you know, it's it's the first weekend of the season. We're going to see how things shake out. Um you don't have a chance anymore now for preconceived notions. Uh, and you have to, you get a chance to see things with your eyes. And uh, there were a lot of uh, interesting things this weekend uh, to talk about with the uh, four games that were played and games that weren't played and games that will be played. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's strange, but anytime you've got COVID raging the way it is right now, um, I'm, I'm just thankful we got any games, to be honest with you, because the way things – well, I was in Las Vegas last week, as you know, and when right. I came home on Friday, things did not sound good anywhere. Um, Las Vegas is, is preparing – they want a, uh, on a two-week shutdown, mini shutdown. They're calling it right. um, shutdown 2.0, and the governor threatening to, uh, to take more severe actions if the numbers don't start to fall. So, so that's going to be a problem. And then we also know that there are, you know, things happening all over. You know, I mean, you're in, you're in New York City where the, uh, we're very close to the, the epicenter of New York City. So things mm-hmm. aren't great there. We've been hearing stuff about that. So uh, thankful that games got played. Uh, let's quickly run through the scoreboard. Uh, I'll throw them up there and then we can talk just a little bit about them. But on the 13th, I guess, is when we officially hit our first game, which would have been, what, Thursday night? Um, uh, Friday Wisconsin- night. I- yeah, Friday, my fault, Friday night. Wisconsin uh, defeated number 20 Notre Dame at Notre Dame, 2-0. Yep. Yep. Uh, we know that Wisconsin's going to be good. Uh, Bowling Green took care of Adrian, 6-2. Okay, but uh, let's, so let's, let's, was... let's, let's make sure we understand that that's an exhibition game, Adrian's Division yeah. 3. Yep, that was an exhibition game, but it was a game played. So that no, was, it was a game of, played. Uh, I, I, didn't, uh, I wasn't even sure they actually played because uh, – um, I've seen a couple of stories in the last month or so about Adrian College, not on the ice but off the ice. So, uh, and not negative stories either. Um, yeah, yeah, I hear they're, you. They're the the kid doing a lot of streaming games uh, behind the mic is a young African American male, and uh, there's not a lot of those. Seattle just hired uh, the one guy that's in the minor leagues. Uh, calling games on the radio for the Cincinnati Cyclones ever fits you uh, to be involved in their broadcasts one way or the other. Not sure if it'll be TV or radio. Uh, and he'll be the first uh, African-American play by play voice in, in the NHL. Uh, so, so that's where I've seen those stories. So I, but I just wanted to clear it up. I don't, I didn't want to do yeah, I'm glad you did team 62 yeah. or 63 <laughs> or 61. Which and the a way half, things have come. The way things have gone, Paul, that could easily be the case yeah, in 2020. We just never know. <laughs> and, and then, of course, uh, last night uh, we had uh, Wisconsin uh, finish off a sweep of Notre Dame, a 5-3. Again, Notre Dame ranked number 20 coming in uh, yeah, at Notre Dame. So I don't know if you can call that a surprise because when you look down the uh, the Big Ten roster, we know just how good all of those teams are. And it's going to be a dogfight to the very end, no doubt. Yeah. And then uh, LIU and Army were supposed to play, and we were going to have a great guest, the voice of Army hockey. But uh, due to COVID, 
they uh, they postponed or canceled or one of those two things. I guess postponed officially, so yeah. we weren't able to have our guest uh, on, and we right. understand and, and, that completely. Yeah, but we want to make and let's also make sure that that people know it's not because he was the one that was sick. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It was because of what was going on uh, at at West Point, and and right. it just isn't it isn't appropriate for him to come on and talk about right. hockey. No, I get it at this right. point. So. Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, the game that we were all interested here in the Southwest is uh, Arizona State, number 15 in the country against Michigan. It did not go well from the outset for the nope. Sun Devils on Saturday night. Uh, an 8-1 uh, victory probably should have been a shutout for uh, for Michigan. But uh, do, do credit the Sun Devils for not giving up and, and you know, playing for some pride to, to get that. Uh, tonight, uh, we saw more action, the only game, actually, was uh, Arizona State and Michigan, and Michigan just finished off just a matter of minutes ago, a 3 nothing shutout uh, over Arizona State. So uh, the Sun Devils played a little bit better. Is that fair in uh, in game two, or was the score uh, more indicative of the great play of freshman Cole Brady and Ned? I don't know. It definitely was part Brady. There's no question about it. Um I think a few more players stepped up their game than they did uh, on on Saturday night, um, and I don't want to. As somebody asked me a few minutes before we started the show, I don't want to make any judgments because I need to see everybody play somebody else. Okay. Yeah, that, uh, that and that's one hundred percent correct. Okay, I mean the the question was asked. Um, did we overrate ASU? Maybe a little bit. Um, we definitely noticed the absence of 39 or who's guy who did wear 39 to start with and 24. I, and, I and, and I'll also say, I'll also say 28 from last year because uh, he, he was a big, a big guy on, on the penalty kill and also on yeah, the, well, I uh, thought the penalty kill on the enforcement the line. I thought I thought the penalty kill was one of the was 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 for the most part solid uh, in these two games, and we'll get into a little bit of it. Um, uh, I, I think that uh, the coaches now will have something to look at and work on in terms of adjusting uh, how ASU breaks out of the defensive zone. Uh, we're just so used to to. You know, Brinson Pashnik or Josh Maniscalco getting the puck and just carrying it out of the zone. You know, when they get in trouble, one of those guys would get the puck and, and just skate it out of the zone. And, you know, it would relieve some of the pressure. Uh, that didn't happen this weekend. Okay. Um, and I think, like I said, did, did, did we overrate a little bit? Like I said, I don't know until next week, but uh, I don't think there's any question people have underrated Michigan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. without a doubt. Uh, um, and, and, and when I say that, let's look at that Michigan roster, okay? Um, they have one, two, three number one picks on the team. Cam York is a sophomore defenseman. Johnny Beecher. Uh, uh, was taken by the Flyers. Johnny Beecher was a first-round pick of the Boston Bruins. He's a sophomore forward. Uh, Brendan Bersan, a first-round pick of the 
Golden Knights. He's a freshman yeah. forward. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Thomas Bordalo, a freshman forward, a second-round pick of the San Jose Sharks. Okay. Uh, Jacob Truscott, uh, a defenseman, a freshman, def uh, another freshman defenseman, was a third-round pick of the Boston Bruins. I, or was that Vancouver? I think it might have been Vancouver. I'm sorry about that. I think it was Vancouver. Um, and two forward, uh, a sophomore and a senior, Eric Ciccolini was a seventh-round pick of that team in Manhattan I don't mention. Um, <laughs> and Jack Beecher, a uh, senior freshman. Uh, Jack Becker, their, one of their captains, seventh-round pick of the Boston Bruins. And nowhere on that list is Strauss Mann, who was the – Big Ten goalie of the year last year, a Richter finalist, player of the year finalist, set a school record with six shutouts. Okay. And oh, by the way, freshman defenseman owned power at 6'5, 220 something. Uh, at worst, <laughs> at worst, will be the third pick in the NHL draft next year. Yeah. He's, okay. Uh... So we, so um, we, as observers, uh, especially since it was a lot of it's a lot of freshmen, uh, maybe we underrated Michigan by a lot because they were by far and away the best of the four teams that we saw this weekend. Um, Wisconsin has a very dangerous power play, and Notre Dame is what Notre Dame always is: very strong defensive team, um, and they did not. Look, they had a lot of offensive firepower this weekend. Now, once again, all of this could just be first weekend rush to judgments. But well, and, there is and maybe, no maybe, question that that maybe that Michigan is by far was the best team this weekend. And, and maybe that's true, Paul. But I guess the one thing we have to keep in mind, as far as uh, Arizona State goes, are actually two things to keep in mind. Number one, you're looking at, as of right now anyway, a 28-game schedule, which is um, fewer than 36, obviously, which means you're going to have less games to, shall we say, have not good games. Uh, let's just leave it at that. And then secondly is we have to understand that Arizona State's going to be on the road uh, yep. their entire season. And we'll find out Thursday night when they play Michigan State uh, how how that first week goes because they flew in on Friday I think to Michigan played now Saturday Sunday now they're gonna bus up to uh, East Lansing which is nothing uh, you know probably not even busing probably staying in the same hotel um, and they will play uh, Michigan State Thursday and Friday night and then they'll come back home uh, no then no after, they're gonna go to Wisconsin uh, no they're gonna come home after that I believe because Wisconsin is after Thanksgiving. Uh, okay, but I thought the coach said they were going to be away for the first three series and then come back. Oh, uh, I guess that's possible. I, I guess that's possible. I didn't think of that, but that, that seems like an awful long time to be on the road, but maybe. 22 um, days. Uh, so, so yeah, that'll be, uh, that'll be and the that's thing. What, and, that's what, and that's what I mean, Scott. I mean, um, let's, you know, like I said, I don't want to rush to judgment on any of those four teams, to be honest with you. Um. Because it was just one weekend. Okay. Um, Notre Dame usually get better as the season goes on. Um, 
Wisconsin, we already knew, had a lot of talent, was going to be dangerous on the power play. Um, but they did a good job of, of, uh, of keeping it together when Notre Dame rallied a couple of times to tie the score, and Wisconsin took the lead late in the third period. And like I said, it, it, how much did we underrate, and when I say we, I mean observers, period, not just you and I, uh, right. underrate, underrate Michigan because they've had these kind of talented teams in the past and haven't put it together. Yeah. And if they do, oh my Lord, they are going to be, uh, they're going to be super, super dangerous. Yeah. I mean, no doubt, no doubt about it. So what I, without getting too deep into it, you know, breaking down X's and O's, cause obviously we saw it. And if you were, one of the people that uh, watched it on the Big Ten Plus feed. Uh, my apologies. Really? Somebody was just... able to, people were able to watch that because that was a disaster. And yeah, I, I was and just I, I, say... I, I, that, was, that was brutal. And I, was just, I understand, I was... people have to understand, I know that these games get done through the video board feed, but there was nobody in the building. And yeah. they're showing fan videos and they're showing logos <laughs> and are you kidding and the sound was going in and out well well here's that they're and, not they're, yeah. are you kidding dude it's, that, the big, it's, it's still the big 10 network it's not you and i going through it, our iphones <laughs> but here would have been the thing paul uh, they were also live on on air while they were in a commercial break, oh, I don't thought care about that. I like that stuff. I remember the uh, early uh, days of satellite uh, TV. When that, yeah. was, I loved, that was my favorite part. But, I don't know uh, but anyway, a- anyway, it, the other part that, that frustrated me was I did not get to see the first collegiate goal of uh, of Ryan uh, did. O'Reilly because it did, it wasn't shown, and nobody obviously did. there was no replay, no replay of it. So it was just completely blacked out. Nobody even saw it, and and that's just. You know, that and the fact that if you're going to call a game at any level, at least try to learn and, and call the players from the opposition as well. Because, uh, you know, it's frustrating when you're you're paying money and, and it's not cheap. I mean, it's what, 55 bucks, something like that for the year to, to yeah, watch just this for hockey. hockey. Yeah, just for hockey. And uh, and you're watching them and they don't even know half of the players names on, on the opposing team. Which, they only knew uh, two. They only knew two. I know. And one of the guys used to play for Michigan. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, my apologies on that part of it. But from from what we were able, what I was able to ascertain from watching the game as a, as an observer, as a media person, um, it was it was a game that to me looked like ASU was always a step behind, at least a step behind. They weren't fast enough. They, and that caused them to not get to loose pucks. And when they got to loose pucks, they they had a uh, Michigan player on them as quickly as they could touch it, yep. which uh, which meant that they were getting rid of it in haste rather than in in you know uh, prepared pass. Um, I, I saw this not to this extent, but with the uh, Golden Knights a couple of years ago, um, and even the beginning of this past season. Uh, and that part of the reason why they, they released uh, Gerard Gallant was they, they couldn't make those short breakout passes and get out of their own zone through the neutral zone with any kind of regularity. And that's what happened a lot to ASU this weekend. And that's why 
it was you add that to the speed of of uh, of Michigan, and, and you got yourself a big problem. And uh, Evan DeBrower started uh, the first game Saturday night and was shellacked. Basically, had no help and uh, gave up six goals, and then was replaced in the third period by Cole Brady, who came in and only allowed two goals. Uh, and then Cole got the start uh, tonight and uh, allowed and three goals. Fantastic. So, yeah, I mean, he had about 47 shots unofficially that I saw uh, tonight. So Something in that neighborhood. I, I texted you during the game, and I said, Paul, we have uh, another Joey Decord on our hands. because Easy, big uh, fella. Easy. It's one <laughs> gig. Easy, big boy. Easy. <laughs> I know, but but remember how Joey started that way too, and there were games that maybe ASU had no reason to even be in, and Joey Decord would make ridiculous saves and, and keep them in games. And he, here's here's the point I'm trying to get to, and this is the part that we don't know yet, but we have at least an indication that they have to change things, right? Um, yep. They they have problems right now and they have to get on the ice. And like you say, it's going to be very beneficial to have videotape uh, their own mm -hmm. videotape to, to watch and, and move people in right. different places against but, opposition and not themselves. Correct. And, and then the other thing that's a huge experience boost for them is for the young guys, the freshmen, they got a chance to feel NCAA hockey and probably one of the top, I would say easily the top one of the top 10 teams in the country in Michigan so it, once you know how that goes, it tends to give you some confidence. Now, unfortunately, here's the bad part. And over the past uh, four seasons, ASU has been able to play games against top opponents, but then they've been able to come back home into their own beds, regroup, and then maybe get a lesser opponent uh, the next week. So they were able to do some different things, work on it, improve their power play or whatever they want to do, or get a sweep and then that builds confidence my fear right now paul is there are none of those games on the schedule this year there's 28 games against teams that are not going to be cupcakes as i like to call them that everyone's going to be a battle and you're going to have to adjust very very quickly on the fly i mean it, it, let's just look at these first three weekends all right okay, well you first got, of all this the, just uh, just for comparison this this uh, this weekend kind of remind me uh, a bit of when they opened up their season at Notre Dame. That yes. Was two years ago. What a great years ago. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So let's, like I said, let's see. Um, maybe they did open up the, their season against the best team in the country. Maybe, maybe they, they did. did. We don't know that yet. Um, and, you know, there's, uh, in football, eight, they, they say the most improvement gets done from the first game to the second game. Correct. I would agree. Um, so let's see what happens. And I'm not trying to make excuses. They didn't play well. But like I said, I don't know how much that was them not playing well and how much of it was Michigan is just that good. Uh, let's see what happens next weekend at Michigan State. If they yeah. haven't made steps – uh, and there, there are things that sure uh, the coaches will work on. Uh, they haven't made steps, especially getting the puck out of their own zone without having a guy that's uh, an NHL talent level like Brinson Pesnik is and, and, and Josh Maniscalco is. Um, 
that that's I guarantee you that's going to be the biggest thing they're working on over the next four days after they get to to, to Mun Arena. Right, and, and what I'm saying though, uh, and the point that I'm trying to get at here is you don't have any confidence builder games on your schedule this year. You, you had those when you played Huntsville, for example, or you played an Alaska school, or you played maybe a, a lesser opponent in the ECAC. That that's not going to be the case this year. Uh, and, and you're probably not going to be able to go home like you would and, and work on things in your own barn. You're going to have to do this on the fly on the road. It's a very, very difficult task. I'm not saying they can't do it, but what, what I'm saying, and just hear me out on this one, you just lost two at Michigan. If right. you, and I'm just saying if, if you were to lose two at Michigan State, and then you were to lose two at Wisconsin, and then you were to lose two at, at uh, uh, Notre Dame, so your first four weekends, you could conceivably up, be up against the wall of trying to w- run the table to get into an NCAA tournament. You see well, how fast that, this could get away from you? Not gonna, let's not, I, I, I think you're, you're, you're getting way ahead of yourself. No, um, I, 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 I'm not, I, I just, I'm not predicting that, Paul. I'm not predicting that. You are. I didn't say you were I, predicting it. And but, I'm not getting ahead of myself. I'm just saying, what are, I'm bro. saying is, no, I, I'm saying the first four weeks of the season are not Alaska Anchorage, are not Huntsville, are not uh, RIT, but we are not uh, Robert Morris. I, I know we know that. I'm just telling you that that it, you have to be able to put it together against top quality opponents quickly because it can get away from you in four weeks if you're not careful. Of course, of course. Well, as as the well, saying goes, last, you pay your last you pay year, your money last, and take your chances. that you were going to be able to take because you were just better than them. But I, I don't know if there's too many teams in the Big Ten. I don't know if there's any teams in the Big Ten that they can stand up and say, we're definitely better than you and we can win by showing up. Uh, but but, you, but know, you know that could happen against a Mercyhurst. I'm, what I'm saying right now is you have to kind of watch out for the fact that you don't want these guys to get too beat up emotionally, too, and with their well, confidence I, level. Well, well, okay, the coach and everybody, you know, this is why the coaches get paid. And this is, you know, the, this is when you're – and the coach can only do so much. This is when the players have to step up their games, too. I mean, I don't want to lay this all at the feet of the coach. Because there were some basic things that didn't happen much over this weekend, either. Besides the fact that they didn't have somebody that can skate the puck out of the zone. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. And when you think of, uh, you know, just the goaltending part of it, I mean... Cole was definitely a bright spot. Now, can he continue that? Will he get uh, more opportunities? Are they going to go back to Evan DeBrower? Is Justin Robbins going to get a shot? Uh, those are things we don't know either, uh, and we'll see as, uh, as the time plays out. But uh, one thing I think we can say for certain is that I don't think anybody in the ASU camp was happy with the performance of the weekend. 
it was uh, not what they had hoped for, and, and now they have to work on it. Oh, I hope nobody's happy about it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what I mean, though? Sometimes, you, like, last year they got beat by Mercyhurst in opening night at home, and I know you were upset over it. You still think that may have been a reason why they wouldn't have gotten into the national tournament. If but, they hadn't, it would have been. Yeah, but, I mean, that's what I'm saying is uh, you're, you're telling me not to – get get too far ahead of myself but you're saying that after that one loss opening night that was the one that was going to hold them out of the national tournament potentially correct okay uh after game one let's, yeah let's let's not talk about mercy hurst and this michigan team on the same level no 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 i'm not Come saying on, that at let's, all let's, oh uh, no 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 yeah, i'm not saying that i'm not saying that at all what i'm telling you is and, if you're not careful over the next four weeks, of course, you, things of course can get away in a hurry. Of, of course, it could. I mean, that's. I mean, yeah, it could. Obviously, obviously. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but at the same time, I, you know, when we when we started, I said I need to see another weekend before I can rush to judgment, because uh, Michigan might just be that. Yeah, I and, think they are. <laughs> and, and you know, practice is one thing. You know, like I said, now coaches have game film. And, you know, there were players that I thought were better tonight than they were last night. Let, let's stop right there. Let's let's give me some let, – let's break it down right now because we're about halfway through the show. So break it down for me. Who, who did you think stood out better tonight than last night? Well, uh, first of all, I, I thought the penalty kill was, was solid for the most part all weekend. And they actually used a bunch of different players on that penalty kill this weekend. Uh, so I thought that was a bit of a bright spot. And that's despite the fact that there were times where Michigan uh, basically never gave up the puck. They looked, almost looked Russian in certain spots. <laughs> yeah, it was scary uh, a couple times. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I thought that, uh, that, uh, that some, I just, I don't, you know me, I don't like to single out individuals. Um, but just some of the guys I expected to, 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 to take a, a jump in their game and, 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 and be threats just weren't last night. And, um, you know, they, they played a little better, especially in the second and third period. Um, you know, I mean, you know, Michigan took advantage of every mistake. And like I said, I, you know me, I don't necessarily like to single out individuals yeah, and, and, and in, not... in a negative light. Yeah, and, just, and I, I mean, don't. There just were players that were a little bit better tonight. That better tonight, even though you really you didn't necessarily tell uh, by looking at the score sheet, they were just better tonight than they were last night. Uh, the goalie, notwithstanding, um, I think in the second and third period they played a little angrier. Uh, yeah, I think so. You, I think that was obvious. Uh, that that. You know, I expected to have uh, bigger contributions because their role was going to be a little bit different, and that could be a, a thing too. 
guys now have to step up into roles they're not familiar yeah yeah or okay. or don't have or don't have guys to lean on like uh, Josh Maniscalco and a Brinson passionate uh, okay. who who pretty much brought it night in and night out at a high high level well like I said you know if ASU got in trouble there were a lot of times where those two guys would just skate the puck out of the zone yeah I don't know I don't know if there's anybody in that decor that has that kind of skill right now. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, you know, the one I mean, thing I said, Paul, let's face it, beginning... I, don't wanna, I don't, you know, those two guys ate up a lot of minutes. And those two guys, like I said, you know, you know when, when they had trouble getting the puck out of the zone, there were a lot of times those guys would skate it out of the zone. Yeah, totally agree. And, um, and so, you know, those are adjustments that, that, all of those guys on defense have to make. And now the forwards have to make adjustments, especially the guys that were here last, you know, for the last few years. They have to make adjustments now, too, on how they help the defensemen get the puck out of the zone because they don't have Hashnick and Maniscalco to help them get the puck out of the zone. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and I, I said before the season when people were asking me about my thoughts on ASU and, and when I looked at their roster, and, and I think you and I had this conversation on the show as well, but I said I think lines one and two are going to match up against other teams' lines one and two, and I think that that's still going to be the case. So then you look at lines three and four, and I know Coach did some juggling uh, this weekend, especially tonight, um, started a different group and uh, moved some line combinations around just a little bit. Um, but but that's still you know, where it's going to have to come from. And unfortunately, when you look at a guy like um, – or that freshman line that he had out on, on Saturday night, uh, those guys were getting their first taste of NCAA hockey, right? So to ask them to, to do something um, heroic, if you will, uh, and, and do something like that, uh, that's um, – you know, probably a little bit too much to ask early. So, and then again, like I said, you brought this up several times and, and, you know, I think Michigan is just a better hockey team, at least right now. So uh, we have to wait and see what happens at Michigan state, which is going to be Thursday and Friday. And, uh, and then we're going to see, you know, also next Thursday and Friday or next, uh, let me double check here with the game. Whatever the days um, are, it's, it's, it's next weekend. I think Michigan is playing Wisconsin next weekend. Well, and they're that good. How good is Penn State, really? We'll find out. Minnesota's 14. Um, Arizona State still currently at 15, which I'm sure that will drop. Um, and then Michigan State unranked. So, you know, we'll see what happens coming down the stretch. Let's take a quick break, and then let's come back and, and talk about what's been going on with COVID in, in relationship to the Ivy League. Fair enough? Fair enough. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game and style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player, or shout out your own game with your own number. 
Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. is the place for the best local craft beers, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. A short walk from Sun Devil Stadium or Desert Financial Arena, stop by for lunch or dinner, game day or any day, College Bar and Grill. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. Refine your prime with M-Drive. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're... award-winning taste since 2011 all right we're back college hockey southwest live our sunday night show episode number three scott strandy joining you from scottsdale arizona my co-host as always paul hornstein uh, joining me from 
beautiful Long Island, New York. Uh, Paul, we had a chance to uh, kind of go over the uh, the Big Ten action that uh, actually was played this weekend, if you will. Um, but there was also big news uh, on another league. So tell us a little bit about that in the Ivy League. Well, the Ivy League schools announced that they were canceling all winter sports. And I, I don't believe the Ivy League has any teams in Hockey East, but they have a whole bunch of them in the ECAC. And now they have to scramble to put together another schedule. Um, they were going to play a few non-conference games. Like I think uh, Union is supposed to play LIU. I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I think that was uh, one of the games that was scheduled that was a non-league game. So now the ECAC is down to about half their teams, and now they have to redo everything. And what do you can you really complain? about somebody erring on the side of caution. But we may not agree with it. We may not like it. I'm sure the players are cranky as all heck. Uh, I know that uh, people up in Rochester uh, connected to RIT, as we spoke about last week, when they canceled their uh, winter sports seasons, that they were about to get started. Atlantic hockey was about to get started. Um that came completely out of the clear blue. Uh, they're similar to the Ivy League in that they don't have quote-unquote scholarships, that everybody's uh, in a different situation in terms of uh, what they get from the school for playing hockey. Um, and, you know, Yale and Harvard are perennial threats. Cornell is a perennial threat. Um uh, you know, you're talking about a half a dozen teams that usually will see at least three of those teams in the NCAA tournament. You know, Cornell's a regular player in the NCAA tournament. Harvard's a regular player in the NCAA tournament. Yale is regularly in the NCAA tournament. Um, and now those guys aren't playing. Uh, yes, those players can come back for a year, but most of those players don't play more than four years. Uh, I, I don't believe Ivy players red shirt. They weren't going to play till January anyway. Okay. Um, but now this throws that whole thing into a loop, into a, into a crazy loop. Um, some the hockey East teams, well, mostly BU is not, or wasn't going to play until, later in December and to begin with, because if you look at their schedule, uh, they're playing all four games against Boston College in February uh, of next year. So there's all kinds of craziness going on. And I think part of the issue is that stuff's coming, or maybe, maybe it's not part of the, maybe it's just us because we don't hear it until it happens. Um, but it doesn't sound like people were prepared for this. It sounds like these decisions came out of the clear blue. And, you know, I, don't, I, I would assume that the presidents are the ones making these decisions, not the athletic directors. And, you know, as we know, the Ivy League schools are, are, are a different 
breed in terms of how they do things. And, you know, it's just uh, a weird thing. And, I, and I'm, I'm assuming that this means no basketball for them either. Yeah, I would, I would think, you okay. know, and, and, uh, you know, you, you usually get a, a school or two in the Ivy league. That's, that's pretty good. I mean, uh, Princeton has the history. Um, I mean, um, do we as fans get cranky that this happens? Yeah, we do. Do we understand it? Gosh, I hope so. I don't want to sit here and be like, what the heck are those guys doing? Because, yeah. you know, let's face it, they, they, it's the Ivy League, and who knows which one of them is going to be my boss one day, so I don't want to get them angry at me either. <laughs> uh, so, so let's quickly make, take a quick look at what's going to come up this weekend. Uh, on the 19th, uh, we have Michigan and Wisconsin. We have Arizona State, Michigan State, Penn State, Minnesota. So we're talking Big Ten, right? Yeah. Uh, and we look to the 20th, though, um, and now all of a sudden we have uh, Atlanta Hockey, Holy Cross, and Army has already been postponed due to the COVID within uh, West Point. Right. Um, we, we have Big Ten games between Minnesota and Penn State, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, um, Arizona State, Michigan State. Uh, but then Hockey East is supposed to start. Uh, we have Connecticut, Vermont on the schedule. We have right. New Hampshire and uh, Boston College on the schedule. We have Massachusetts, Maine on the schedule. And then we have some non-conference games of uh, Huntsville at Robert Morris, uh, Niagara and St. Lawrence, and, of course, Minnesota State and Bemidji State, uh, a matchup of two uh, top six. So if you're a schedule maker in college hockey, I mean uh, – you got to be pulling your hair out because I don't know how you're going to, especially at the NCAA level, you got to pick out teams for a national tournament. And when you talk about whether it's let's fair get, or not, let's get through, let's get through each week. Let's that. I, I, mean, <laughs> right. I mean, maybe LIU picks up that game that army had to cancel next week and who knows. Right. And, and so let's, um, I get, if, if there was ever a case where you had to take things one day at a time, it's right now. This yeah. is it. I mean, we're, we're going to exactly. sit here and we're going to talk about this. And the NCAC doesn't start till December 1st in Omaha. And so that's still a few weeks away. And, you know, we're going to sit here and, you know, every day we're going to look to see, okay, was this game canceled? Was that game canceled? Was it rescheduled? Uh, yes, yes you know, we are. Yeah, we are. And so I don't I, – I just – you know, we got through this weekend. Uh, next weekend starts Thursday night. And not just specifically ASU, but in general. Right. So at this point, I'm just going to wait till Thursday night. I, I can't. Um, it, it, it's a lot of energy to, to sit there every day and wonder <laughs> if something's going to be canceled on Thursday when it's Sunday night. I right. Just, and I, I, I and my point, my point being is if it's a lot of energy for you and I who just uh, do a couple of podcasts about it, 
Uh, can you imagine the team coordinators and the uh, schedule makers and uh, the planners? Uh, the, think of the poor equipment guys that have to plan. Uh, I don't know if you saw, I'm sure you did, the tweet that John Lofter from ASU sent out about the number of sticks that they were going to be taking on this road trip. I mean, 250. Good Lord. I mean, how do you even do that? Uh, forget the budget part of it. it logistically, you, you have to plan so much farther ahead. And, uh, and so then they use wood sticks. They wouldn't have to use as many. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, I do want to jump into the NCHC as we talked about. They will start in the pod. And, and when all said and done, Paul, that may turn out to be uh, the best thing in college hockey. And I say that because, uh, as we know, Michael Wiseman was not with us uh, last Sunday. And he told us that, uh, you know, they looked at a bunch of different things, uh, more of a central location, but the fact that they could, every team could bus there, right? So they right. could take a bus and be there and have their own buses and their hotels. And he sent out a detailed thing for media uh, this week that I got. Uh, if I was planning on attending games in the pod, these are the things that I would have to do. Uh, they were going to have some limited media. Um, so when I was looking through that, one of the things was there's a COVID app from the University of Nebraska Medical Center. You have to download that app as a media rep, not a player. Right. Personally, you have to download that onto your phone and you have to go through the process. I haven't even looked at it yet. Uh, you'd have to go through the process and then show that at the gate in order to be able to get your credential to walk through each and every day that you're planning on being in the pod. So they've, they've taken the steps and they're going to be there also for 21 days, a three week run, but maybe just maybe the NCHC has found the quote unquote uh, way to combat this uh, without, uh, without having COVID interfere. Well, let's, well, I mean, we're going to find out because, you know, ASU managed to get to Ann Arbor uh, this weekend uh at least to this point, uh, virus-free. Um, and that's after, you know, they had to cancel two football games. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Now, so... I, I, my thought, Paul, though, is this week might be the critical time, right? Because you, you flew in, you spent basically your time in the hotel and the rink at Ann Arbor, but now you're going to leave at that environment and go to Michigan State, which we don't know what the environment is over there. All right. I said, we're going to find out that this is going to be a big week in a lot of ways. <laughs> well, so. I'm glad that we got hockey back. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, uh, Denver and CC are going to uh, be a part of the NCHC, obviously. So they'll be in the pod. We won't have uh, uh, any game action for them until the 1st of, uh, October, of December. And right. then, uh, Air Force, I believe they start up a week, maybe in a week or two. Um, I haven't got their schedule right in front of me. Shame on me. I should have. Um, uh, we can't, but we can't print out every schedule. But but their case is uh, really dependent on the COVID situation because I don't think anybody at West Point on on Wednesday or Thursday thought that they weren't going to play their games. <laughs> I think they I just know. thought it was going to happen, right? I I, I guess I, I honestly I don't I. That that's the way it would look. So, yeah. So, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? We just this uh, is what I'm saying. Days. This is why I say we got through this weekend. Tomorrow is Monday. Let me get through Monday before I start worrying 
about the schedule next week. I mean, we have podcasts prepared for, uh, and whether or not you think we do that well enough is another story. Um, we still have, we have to prepare for them and, and, and that sort of thing, but I can't, you know, you, with that, you know, you already did tomorrow's, uh, yeah. Wednesday yeah. is Wednesday. And then you can start say, okay, let's turn around and look at the schedule. I mean, cause then it'll be Thursday. So if we're going to start doing this now, I, I can't do this. Sunday night, I'm going to look ahead to the schedule next week when I'm just trying to get to tomorrow. Right. Exactly. And, and I think that's, that's also uh, the way it is in real life, Paul. I think, uh, if you look at the uh, the COVID numbers, you just have to hope that everything's yeah, going to continue. Yeah, I mean, and you've seen what other states are doing. I mean, every state's on their own, pretty much setting their own uh, lines as far as uh, what what's going to be the tipping point to where you go to a shutdown or partial shutdown, whatever. I know that's the case in Arizona. I mean, we uh, Thursday we just hit thirty four hundred cases, which was the highest amount, the previous highest amount here in this state was on July 31st. So um, here we are in November and we just hit a record uh, for number of cases in a day, which, uh, you know, all the experts say it, it's a week or two later before you start seeing the hospitalization numbers. And, and that's really where we have the problem. If, you're, if your health system can't handle it, that's when things uh, really turn quickly. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. We'll hope that everybody keeps masked up, social distances, does all those things that the government uh, the CDC anyway recommends and, and hopefully we can keep this thing under control. Um, like I said earlier, I was just thrilled that we were able to get some hockey in some college hockey in because it sure was great to see the guys on the ice again. Uh, even if it, oh, for uh, sure. even if it wasn't the way we wanted ASU to come out, uh, it was just a lot of fun to see that talent because I think after what, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 months or whatever it's been, uh, it, we don't want to forget just how talented these athletes are. No, no. Listen, I, uh, you know, I am happy that there were games. You know, especially we're sitting here and uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs ended, and now we had no. And that was that was a tough time, wasn't it? From the end of the Stanley Cup final until yeah, now. So I'm just happy that we have hockey, and hopefully next weekend there'll be more hockey. And we'll go from there because, I just, like I said, I can't do this any other way. I just can't. Absolutely. Well, I'm with you on that one 100%, and uh, we'll, we'll move forward. I do want to tease a little bit for tomorrow's show, which you alluded to, and I also alluded to, I guess, that we taped today. Uh, we had Hector Mahul as our guest, just signed a contract to play in Finland. If you're not familiar with Hector Mahul, just uh, go ahead and uh, Google him. Um, you have to spell it because otherwise nobody's going to know what the heck okay, you're here. Well, well, Hector's pretty Hector's pretty easy. H e c t o r and Mahul is M a j u l. The equivalent uh, of what Wayne Gretzky is to Canada, Hector Mahul is to Mexico. Um, does he wear ninety nine too? <laughs> does not wear ninety nine, but but oh. he means that much to the country of Mexico and hockey and all the things he's accomplished. He's uh, it was a great conversation uh, tomorrow's show. If you, if you haven't planned on listening to it, plan on it because you will not be disappointed. He talks about Austin Matthews. He talks about working with him and 
Boris Dorzenko and Hiroki Wakabayashi. Uh, he talks about Johnny Walker. He talks about Johnny Walker's stepbrother, Jake Lomanovich, who, by the way, yeah. got some game action with the Chicago Steel as a 16-year-old. Uh, in Hector's words, who's been around him for a little while, he said, Jake is going to be the next star. Uh, that's big praise coming from somebody that, that grew up playing and working with uh, with Austin Matthews. So uh, lots of great things to to look forward to. Uh, I'm going to let you tell everybody who Tuesday night's guest is with us. <laughs> uh, Go ahead. I, that's, that's, that's fine. I just I want to make sure I pronounce it correctly. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm just going to look how it uh, – Okay, then sure what you're doing – while you do that, I will... Uh, uh, Tuesday's guest will be a uh, young lady by the name of Julie Robenheimer. Robenheimer. Um, she does some scouting for the New Jersey Devils, if I'm not mistaken, and does some writing as well. Uh, has so, her own website. And uh, website. on Twitter, on Twitter, as I told you, has about 12.2 thousand followers. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. She was watching the game tonight and... and uh, uh, when she's coming on the show, she's uh, going to be interested to hear about ASU and the growth of hockey in the Southwest and everything that we do as well. So we're looking forward to having Julie on on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday night, uh, I think we're going to finally get Rob Lopez. It would be the third try. But um, yeah. we're, <laughs> we're going to so try is, and, and see if This we is what happens. It. This is what happens when you deal with people from down there. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Not stale, but, <laughs> but he knows the connection. Uh, anyway, so it's going to be a fun week of podcasts. Uh, we're going to hope that COVID stays out of the uh, limelight, if you will, and allows us to continue to have hockey. We want to thank the guys over behind the mask for coming on as our presenting. and also the owner, Derek Stevens, for uh, having a chance to visit with us when we were up in uh, Las Vegas. Well, uh, when they open that hotel, Paul, December 28th, it will be the Mecca. I mean, right now, the casino and the, the uh, sports betting part of it. Uh, tell everybody that tagline that, that you got uh, for Circa. Uh, what? The, the sports bar is so big they built the casino around it? <laughs> exactly. That's theirs. I don't, I don't want to I can't take credit for it, but I know. I'm like, but that's you, a good tagline there. Absolutely. And it's and it's true. When you walk in this place, Paul, there's three stories inside, and then there's the outside stadium swim, they call it, where uh, you can watch all the games on this forty I don't know, it's massive. I don't, I don't know. They have something feet. something it's with seventy eight million pixels. I don't even know what the heck that means. It's seventy eight million of them is a lot. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You can sit in a pool, you can sit on a lounger, you can sit at a table. You can sit in the reclining chair, um, and and they have everybody spaced out. So, as socially distant as you can be, you will be there. It's uh, it's fantastic. The hotel opens on the twenty uh, eighth of December. Uh, fantastic rooms. Uh, what Derek Stevens has done with downtown Las Vegas, if you're not familiar with it, um, he has just completely taken on the renovation of downtown Las Vegas, and it needed wow. it. To be honest, he's done a fantastic job. It's uh, 
one of his three hotels that he owns down there, the D, the Golden Gate, and now the Circa. So a uh, big thank you to Derek. If, if you don't know Derek, he is a huge uh, Detroit Red Wings fan from Detroit, uh, moved out to Las Vegas and has done a fantastic job. He's a huge. Them on as well. But some great deals on their food and they are all over the uh, coverage area for yeah. us. So, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say, uh, go to the website and, 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 and look at the, the, they own the, the, the Vegas cowgirl sign, the Vegas Vicky sign. Uh, <laughs> and they made a bar around that and the mega bar, the longest indoor. I just, uh, <laughs> I, I actually just got overwhelmed looking at the website. I mean, I've only spent five hours in Las Vegas in my entire life. And like, I, I looked at the website and what, what, I, I, it just overwhelmed just, um, but that's just me. So, I mean, um, I'm sure at some point I'll get out there uh, just to see those things and, and we'll go from there. Before that, but if you don't ever get there, definitely we'll be there for that. Um, <laughs> and finally, I want to shout out to say that we are uh, putting up the new arena director. I had a lot of people ask me about that. Uh, try to find one location on our website where you can actually go and, and find uh, phone numbers, websites for different arenas. I, a lot of them, Paul, when I was in Vegas this week, I, I did a story. It'll be a Sunday special coming up later tonight. But I had a chance to uh, to take a tour of the new arena at uh, Henderson, the lifeguard arena, and, and meet with Kerry Bubbles, the president of the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, for a short interview. And uh, one of the things that Kerry was most proud of with the arenas that they're building is the amount of extra rooms that they have for meeting rooms. And he said, people were asking about having weddings at the rink. So, so I thought it was really important that we added the arena directory and you'll start to see that popping up now where you can actually go on our website, uh, click on the arena directory page and, and find out um, how to get in touch with these people. If you want to go to a rink and, and uh, rent out one of their rooms for a meeting or, you know, Carrie Bubble said that, that they have, people already booking them to have a business meeting in the daytime and then have the ice sheet for open skating for their group uh, afterwards. So nice, uh, nice. innovative things going on. And I thought that was important. So watch for that coming very, very soon. Looking forward to All it. All right. Take it away, my friend. Behind the Mask presents College Hockey Southwest Live on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. And it is brought to you by Bell Ford, the presenting partner of the Sunday special. Visit bellford.com and explore the 2021 return of the legendary Ford Bronco. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, 100% blue agave, is used to make our unique tastes. Go to mexicanmoonshine.com to order any of our three award-winning flavors. Behind the mask, ice in line, in the net, up the ice. Whatever your hockey needs are, see our three valley locations or behindthemask.com. Buy Verizon Wireless, the 5G coverage America has been waiting for. Buy Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. It's all about the butt. Cold beers and cheeseburgers, sports, craft beers, and made-to-order burgers, 12 Valley locations, and two in California, all open according to CDC guidelines. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Worldwide, it's where the action is, in the resort or in the town. 
College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IceTimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa, I-T-H-S-W podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Thing that the CBC tells you to do, and we will get through this, folks. Uh, we'll say good night with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, and De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.